Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's start off with a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I just want to give you this morning. Lord, I'm going to ask that you open our eyes and our hearts. Lord, let us hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, there are a lot of, I've taken a lot of people camping, and there are a lot of campfire moments in my life. But there's a lot of campfire moments in the Bible. Campfire moments are these. You've had a day of doing activities and doing all these things. You're sitting around the campfire, maybe waiting on the last peach cobbler to get done. Or are you waiting on the, anyway, you're sitting around the fire. Fire's about three logs high. You don't want any higher than three logs because at three logs, it only reveals light from your waist down. And men have a tendency to want to talk, but they don't want anybody to know who they are that's talking. So if the fire is not reflecting in their face, they talk more. And they open up and about three logs high and they open up and they start sharing all the things that are going on. So when we look at the scripture today, I want you to picture Jesus and his disciples sitting around the fire on logs and sticks or stones or whatever they were sitting on. There's a loaf of bread over here wrapped up in ashes. They're waiting for it to finish baking. They're going to pull it out and they're going to put honey and butter on it. And they're sitting around the campfire and Jesus finds a teachable moment. And that's what we're going to look at. Okay. We're in Luke chapter 17. Okay. And we're going to kind of summarize some of it. The first four or five verses, and then we'll get into the actual lesson. The first four or five verses are about forgiving somebody. If somebody has offended you, you need to overlook them. And if they ask you to forgive them, you're supposed to forgive them. And you're supposed to forgive them. And you're supposed to forgive them. And you're supposed to forgive them seven times during the day if they make the same mistake over and over again. It probably happened because Peter and John got in an argument or James and John got in a debate or somebody wasn't being nice to somebody. And Jesus just used it as a teachable moment to say, we are supposed to forgive our brothers. Then one of the disciples says this, verse 5. And the apostle said unto the Lord, increase our faith. Okay. Very high teachable moment. You're sitting there by the campfire with Jesus and you say, hey, I want you to increase our faith. Okay. So what Jesus says afterwards is all about increasing faith. So keep that kind of in mind. And the Lord said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto the sycamine tree, be ye plucked up by the root, and be ye planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Wow. If you had the faith of a grain of mustard seed, you could tell that tree out front to go jump in the river, and it would. Talk about, that, that just kind of probably blew everybody away. 
kind of blows you away, doesn't it? Because you're going, man, I don't have that kind of faith. I hardly have enough time of faith to get up out of bed in the morning, <laughs> let alone tell trees to go jump in the river. Jesus was using that because when they were talking about increasing faith, they were thinking about doing miracles and doing causing the waters to be still and feeding the 5,000 and all the things they'd seen Jesus do, and they think that it required faith. So Jesus says, your idea of faith is up here. This is what you're thinking. Man, if I had just the faith, I could tell a mountain to move. If I had just the, that's the kind of faith that y'all are looking for. Then he does an incredible thing. And in verse 7, he says this, But which of you, having a servant, plowing or feeding the cattle, would say unto him by and by, when he has come from the field, Go and sit down to meet. But would not rather say unto him, Make ready, wherefore I make sup, and girt myself, and serve me till I have eaten and drunken, and afterwards thou shalt eat and drink. Doth he thank that servant because he doth these things? Were commanded of him? I throw not. So likewise, would ye have done all the things which are commanded of you, say we are unprofitable servants? We have done that which is our duty to do. Okay? Remember, we're still talking about faith. Here are the things we know about faith. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing from what? The Word of God. We also know that faith is the evidence of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Stop and think about it. Jesus is saying, if you want to increase your faith, be like the servant. Stop and think about it. The servant is out taking care of all the critters and all the animals and he comes in and the master of the house says, now, go get my cup of coffee and go get my supper and go get my slippers and go run me a bath and go do all these things. And the servant goes and does all those things. The master of the house doesn't say, hey, why don't you sit down and have a cup of coffee? Why don't you sit down and eat with me? The master is giving commands of what he wants the servant to do. Okay? Our faith increases by our actions of being obedient to what God wants us to do. Faith comes when God says, here's what I want you to do. And, and it sounds kind of stupid to us. But we go out and we do it, and we see God work, and we go, wow, that's incredible. I can't wait to see what else he's going to tell me. I can't wait to see what else he's going to tell me. I, I can't wait to see... What else he's going to put in my way? Faith is a series of steps of being obedient to God and following him step by step. That is what faith is all about. Our faith grows. The more we follow God and the more we're obedient to him, the more faith we have in God that he can do the things in our lives that he said he would do. And your first step of obedience. Let's go back. You were sitting there, and you heard God hug on you and say, come and follow me. Come and make me Lord of your life. And that was your first step of obedience. And you did it, and you were blessed beyond comprehension because you became a Christian. 
The second step of faith varies for different people. But when you start taking these steps of faith and following God's direction, he becomes more and more part of your life and your faith becomes stronger and stronger so that if he told you, go out here and tell this tree to go jump in the lake, you know the tree would do it. You, and there's not a doubt in your mind. God said for this tree to go jump in the lake, go jump in the lake and it would do it. But to get there, it takes obedience step by step by step by step. And the more steps that you take along this area of faith, the more your faith grows so that when you're put in circumstances that you cannot understand, cannot comprehend, your faith will come out because God has already given you the faith. Kim was talking about Southern Springs. Uh, I used to do revivals down there. I've done several revivals down there. I knew the congregation and I knew the group of people. And the, the day the shooting took place, the Lord quickened my heart that I needed to get down there. This was one of the times in our life, we didn't have much money. I didn't know how I was going to get down there. I just knew that the Lord wanted me to go. Not because I knew the people. He said, I want you to go. So here it is Sunday afternoon. I've got like $10 in the bank and I'm going, well, how in the heck am I going to get from my house down to Southern Springs and stay down there and minister? <laughs> you know, it's just, it's an impossibility. Somebody called me about two o'clock Sunday afternoon. A guy from Texas Baptist Camps. And he said, I mean, Texas Baptist men. And he said, Roland. I said, yeah. He said, are you headed to Southern Springs? I said, well, that's where the Lord wants me to go. He said, good. I need you to swing by the office in the morning. I've got something for you. I went, okay. So I drove from my house over to Dallas to swing by the office, and he gave me a credit card. And he said, there's no limit on this credit card. Use it for however God tells you to use it for as long as God tells you to use it. Here I was, barely had $10 in the bank. And all of a sudden, I'm given a credit card that let me go down there, let me minister there, paid for my hotel, paid for my gas, paid for my food the whole time I was there. Obedience. A couple of years ago, before, before the shooting, I may not have had the faith to believe that God wanted me to go. But my told me to go. I said, okay then it's up to him to work out the circumstances. So I went down there. I stayed down there three weeks. And I, I had a job to do. The pastor was so concerned about all the funerals. I mean, he had 27 funerals to do. He had 22 people in the hospital. He couldn't visit the people in the hospital, talk to the media, plan the funerals, and all these kinds of things. He needed a second pastor there. I get down there and I call him up and I said, I will visit all the people in the hospital every day. I don't want you to have to work. Now, if you go by, that's fine. But I'm going to take on the responsibility of going to the four hospitals and visiting all 22 people every day. Do you think he was relieved? You think he was okay? Now, faith. I get to the first hospital, which is an army hospital. And they're not letting anybody 
go into the hospital to visit these people because they had news media and everybody else clamoring, trying to, okay? So nobody was going in to visit these people. I get there. Um, I tell them what I'm looking for. They say, well, you have to go talk to the colonel. I make it down to the colonel's office, and he says, well, you've got one person's name, and I'll let you visit that one person. But I can't tell you who everybody else is, and I can't tell you where everybody else is. It just doesn't work that way. They get in a and they put me in a wheelchair, and he said, I want this lieutenant to push you around. Lieutenant pushed me up to the room where I was supposed to visit, and there were some Southern Springs people there, and they all ran out, and they hugged my neck, and I hugged their neck, and we all talked about it, and they were having a good time. And the lieutenant, I felt something in my pocket. I felt his hand in my pocket. After I got through visiting that one room, I turned around to the lieutenant. I said, what's this? He says, it is a list of all the patients in all the hospitals. The colonel told me that if you knew these people, to give you the list. Incredible. Incredible. God had opened the door for me to see all the people. I had a list of all of them. I had them by name. I knew what hospitals they were in. I could go in and out and visit them because of the colonel's approval. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? the word of God. See, if we want our faith to increase, we need to be more obedient to what God tells us to do. Now, there's all kinds of miracles that happened during those three weeks that I was there. I could, I could tell you a boatload of things that happened that God was in charge of. The most important thing was that every morning I got to report to the colonel I got an update on everybody in all four hospitals, and I got to pray with him every morning. And then I'd go and do my spill through the hospitals and all this kind of stuff. God will open the door. God is the master. God will give you everything that you need when he tells you to go. Your act of faith is stepping out and believing that he will when you don't see how. That's where the faith comes in. Faith is saying, okay, God, you told me to do this. I don't know how. You told me to do this. I don't have the money for it. You told me to do this, but I don't see any way possible. And God says, don't worry about that. Be obedient. Take the first step. Commit yourself to do what I told you to do, and I will work out the rest of it. And it's incredible. It's incredible how he'll meet your need, how he'll provide for you, and how you will see things happen that you have no idea, no comprehension of what takes place. So he's telling his disciples, be the servant. Now, it's interesting. Because in the last verse, if I turn verse 10, so likewise, you shall be have done all these things which are commanded you. Say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. We don't see anything in what we did. We shouldn't receive any praise or glory. We were just being servants. 
I did what my master told me to do. I came in from taking care of the cows and the sheep and the goats. And he said, fix him a meal. And I fixed him a meal. He said, run him a bath. I ran him a bath. He said, get my slippers. I got his slippers. I don't deserve anything because all I did was what? What the master commanded me to do. We as Christians don't deserve any of the praise because all we're doing is what? What God has told us to do. Our act of faith opened the door. Now, don't get me wrong. We're blessed. Woo! We are blessed beyond our understanding. We, we see God do things that we never thought he could do. And that, well, that gives bills our faith and makes us walk around feeling blessed. But we didn't do nothing except what we were asked to do. See, faith comes down to sometimes the very littlest pieces of things. Okay, it's, it's, the, it's the little, I, I, sometimes I don't even know how to explain it. It's the little steps that lead to faith. You go to the grocery store this afternoon. You're standing in line and you see that, hey, milk's on sale. It's a, a nine cents a gallon. And, and well, it probably won't be that, but anyway, you're standing there and you're going, nine cents a gallon? Man, I ought to buy two gallons. So you reach over and you buy two gallons of milk. You get home and you realize, I, I only got room in an icebox for one. What do I do with this extra gallon of milk? And the Lord says, I want you to take that gallon of milk and I want you to take it to your next door neighbor. Take your nine cent gallon of milk. You take it to your next door neighbor and says, I was at the grocery store today and God said you needed a gallon of milk. Here you go. By the way, he gave you a special price, a special rate. But anyway, here God said, give you a gallon of milk. Your neighbor says, man, I have been sitting here all morning long worried about feeding my baby. I needed some milk. Or I've been worried about something else and I needed some milk. Or anyway, you find out that that little step of obedience opened the door for that neighbor to be blessed of God because she was prying and weeping over a gallon of milk. Now, out of this scenario, which one of you is blessed? Are you blessed because you brought the gallon of milk? Yes. You feel good. You went, whoo, God answered, that was good. Is she blessed? She's sitting there going, man, I was praying for a gallon of milk, and lo and behold, my neighbor brought me one. Woo! See how obedience by the servant blesses other servants. And what does that do to your faith? The lady that needed the milk, her faith has increased because why? She got a gallon of milk. Your faith is increased because you knew that you were able to meet the need that God wanted you to meet because you bought an extra gallon of milk. See, it's not in the big things that obedience counts. The more obedient we are, sometimes the bigger the things will come. But it starts off with the little things. It starts off with the small stuff. It, it starts off with the Things that you don't think matters at all. But it matters because God has worked out even the small details, the small things, 
And doesn't the Bible say that we're faithful in the few small things, the big things will come? Isn't that what it says? So our obedience starts in the small things, the very small things. Here's what God wants me to do today, okay? I'm going to be obedient. I don't understand it. I don't have any comprehension of it. I don't even know how it's going to work. But I'm going to be obedient, and I'm going to do these small things. The next thing you know, those small things have grown, and they've grown, and they've grown, and pretty soon they're big things. And you don't even understand how you got from point A to point Z, but on the way your faith has grown and grown and grown and gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. Okay? And it doesn't matter what it is. It just requires you to be obedient at the first part of it. It just requires you to say, okay, Lord, I'll do this. I'll be obedient today. I'll call my neighbor. I'll give the kid next door a lollipop. I will do whatever you've asked me to do. And it's in those little steps of faith or obedience that our faith grows. It's in the, it's in the little, little steps. I used to take people climbing on rocks and rock walls and stuff. And they get down at the bottom of the tower. It's 150 foot up. And they look at it and they go, oh, I can't do this. You go, yeah, you can. I want you to take one step at a time. See that rock that's above your head? I want you to hang on to it. Pull yourself up. Hang on to the next rock. And you work their way up. And the next thing they know, they've climbed a 150-foot tower. They never thought it was possible. They didn't see any way that they could do it. But step by step by step by step, guess what? They were able to accomplish what they did not believe they could do. Our acts of faith open the door so that we can accomplish the thing God wants us to accomplish, even though at the beginning we had no idea. That's why obedience works. So here they are sitting around the campfire and they say, Lord, teach us about faith. How do we become more faithful? And he tells the story of a servant. Because it's in the acts of the servants that our faith does what? Grows. It's in the act of a servant that our faith grows. It's nothing big. It's nothing major. We can't say, well, here's what happened. I saw a sign in the sky and God told me to go. No. Just follow step by step by step. As he opens the doors, you go. Okay, back to me in Southern Springs. I knew I was supposed to go. I had $10. The guy called me from Dallas. That's not the way to Southern Springs. It took the $10 I had in gas to get from there to the Baptist building where the Texas Baptist men were. Took all I had. I put it all in the tank and I took off not knowing what was going to happen after I got there? But knowing God told me to go, 
and I was trusting on him to provide the way. Faith. You want to increase your faith? Increase your obedience. The more obedient you become, the bigger your faith will grow. And you look back and you'll go, wow, I can't believe that. I can't believe that one little act of obedience can grow. But it does, doesn't it? And, and it grows bigger. <laughs> There's a friend of mine that says this, and I kind of like it. He says it only takes a spark to get a fire going. Pretty soon you can build a big enough fire that you can throw old soggy wet logs on there and they'll still burn them up. He says, pretty soon you've got a fire so big that the fireman can't put it out. Because you started with a spark and you kept adding and adding and adding to it. And the next thing you know, you had this huge bonfire and it started with what? Just, just a spark. Just one little action. One little action of obedience can build a fire that the enemy cannot put out. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that incredible that God would start with just a little bitty thing and say, here's what I want you to do. Oh, by the way, if you go to the grocery store today and milk is nine cents a gallon, let me know. <laughs> I may go buy more than one gallon. <laughs> anyway, it's the little steps in obedience that we need to do what? That lead us in faith. The more obedient we are, the bigger our faith grows. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just again want to thank you for this morning. Lord, I want to thank you that you love us, that you care for us. Lord, that you call us to obedience. Lord, I ask that you, just like the disciples this morning, that Lord, you help our faith to grow. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.